Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and today I'm delighted to have a young member of the community, Hugh Wilson, with me, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things, and he's got some great ideas about various community situations, but welcome, Hugh. Hey, Shelley, thank you so much for having me on your uh, podcast today. Really looking forward to it. I'll give you a little background on myself. I grew up here in McMinn County. Family has lived in Nyota. Grew up there in Nyota. My family's been a part of the community here in McMinn County for a long time, through several generations. And it's really just a great place to live, and I enjoy being connected to it. I now live here in Athens. As far as my family background goes, I've been fortunate that my family's also been involved in the community which has led me to believe that it's very important to be involved in the community and really just to stay connected to what's going on here in in Athens and McMinn County. As far as that, you had my Aunt Meredith on the show a couple weeks ago. She stays really plugged into the community and through the festivals and things like that. And I've just been so fortunate to have my grandparents, my parents, and other members of my family really not force me to but to guide me and show me an example of what giving back to the community and being involved in the community looks like and that's really driven me to where I am today being so involved and enjoy it so much. My background as far as education goes went to Nyota Elementary School K-8, through went to McMinn County High School for four years, loved that, went and got a associate's degree from Cleveland State, came back here to Tennessee Wesleyan College and then now University, got a bachelor's in finance and then went on to achieve a master's in general management marketing. So I've been really fortunate to be able to have the majority of my education come from McMinn County took some classes even through Cleveland State here in McMinn County as well as Cleveland. I think that's really given me a deeper appreciation from where we're at and things. And I was I had opportunities to go other places, but it really felt right to stay here in, in McMinn County and Athens and pursue just living here. And I've, I've met my wife at Cleveland State, Chelsea. And like I said, we then went on to Westland together. And that's really just been a good experience, being able to live here in a small town that we grew up in and really just connect with everybody. Athens is one of those places that I can go to the local grocery store or really anywhere in town and know people. It's a great community to be connected to, and I've been fortunate for that. On the career side, I've pursued several different things. On the entrepreneurial side, since leaving college, been in sales and most of it and right now I've been fortunate to have my own financial practice here in town with New York Life Insurance Company. New York Life has been great, very community involved. Started with them this year. It's a long-standing company with an excellent reputation. Started in 1845 and they really want to put employees and agents in a place where they can make a difference in people's lives, stay connected, it's relationship-based versus transactional-based. And it's all about helping people protect their families, their assets, and also grow their assets. It's a really good company to work for. I've been very fortunate to 
to be given this opportunity and I couldn't imagine working anywhere else. And for our listeners, <clears throat> I get the pleasure of watching young folks like you grow up. I've been back here 47 years, and then knowing the family for so many years, working with them at different levels, what a wonderful legacy that, that you are continuing in the community. And you're right, Hugh, the, the ability to go anywhere in town and somebody that you know, they know you, have a conversation, that is, that's so important. And share with our listeners now, you have just finished up, you told me, a uh, stint as president of our local Qantas Club, which has a lot of members. Share with them about the, I guess, importance of a service club like Kiwanis to community. I was fortunate to have a connection with Kiwanis that goes back to actually several of my distant family members on the uh, the founding charter of the Athens Kiwanis Club. But when I was younger, my, my father's been in the club for, gosh, probably uh, well over 30 years now, maybe close to 40. And and uh, he would always come home when I was younger and talk about the great programs they had and, and things like that. And uh, I didn't know much about it, but I would go to, he'd take me to a meeting or two, and I would, I would enjoy usually some of the, the uh awards meetings or something i'd see somebody get an award and i would i always thought that was that was good that they were giving back in that way but when i was maybe i guess it was probably 19 decided to join the athens Qantas club my attendance was pretty poor early on just being at cleveland state i came when i could which was nice i was fortunate to be able uh to be a, with such great people but the uh, attendance requirements were not strenuous it was great to come. You learn a lot about the community. And uh, the big thing about the Athens Qantas Club is you can be so connected to so many different people and doing so many different things. It's really a great place to, to learn about it, uh, learn about the community, and really build those relationships that are multi-generational. I think that's so important. I've been fortunate not only through Qantas, but uh, through my family to have multi-generational friendships uh, with people, friends with people that my grandparents were friends with, my parents were friends with and things of that nature. So that's, to me, a huge thing about it. But the big thing about Kiwanis is if you take out all the great people and the great times that we have and things like that, really also the service mission of the club, helping children, that's really what it's all about when you strip it down. If we can make a positive impact on the youth of the community, that's really the giving back driver of Kiwanis and that's what makes it so important to me as I, as I went through the chairs and, and had the time commitment I've been on the board and just rolled off as president that was really the thing that led me to be so dedicated to it and take it seriously every time we had a meeting and, and had a fundraiser and, and motivated people to get out and, and work in the community and also give the club money to go on it and fund the uh, the product or projects that we were doing and the products that we were selling that's the the real giving back and making a positive impact on the children in the community that's what it's all about and, and that's why it's so important to me trying to help raise that next generation we've got several programs and things like that of that that really build up the youth as far as the k kids and things like that involved in younger schools and and things. So it's really it's a it's a multi generational 
program of teaching people at a young age also through those programs to be involved with the community. And I'm just proud and honored to be a part of such a small time of such a prestigious organization here in the community. I was glad that so many community leaders that gathered in the same place were took a chance on me as in a leadership role. And I just can't say enough good things about the Clubs mission statement and the the purpose and the people there. And for you to be the youngest in history for the Qantas presidency is just awesome. And I really, folks, the way Hugh has presented it as multi-generational, I think that's key. And so many communities do that, but so many communities, sadly, forget that. And that's a great point, Hugh, that you bring up about service and legacies. And certainly you are, as we say, a legacy in the community. But it's been fascinating to me. I came to Athens in 1963 to attend Wesleyan and never really looked back. Everywhere we went during my training, I realized we want to come home. My wife was raised here and had zero regrets after being here almost 47 years and having a great almost 40-year career in medicine. So I do understand and I love visiting with folks when they have been here for so long. You're absolutely right, a great point. And Kiwanis, of course, serving the community like that. Now, as you look at your community involvement, which is outstanding, how, and this is a big portion of your life as well, how do you involve folks even younger than you are? Because being as young as you are, that's one thing, but your service goes way beyond those years. How do you look at someone who says, I I don't know what to do. I'm new in the community, and, and how do I get involved other than perhaps church, which so many of us know is a major thing. I think that the big primary driver for people in in most things is really what they're passionate about, whether that be their faith, their family, or a cause that they've really got that weighs heavy on their heart. As I look back through most of my community involvement, uh, a majority of it really revolves around helping the youth of the community. But I would just encourage anybody, if they have a passion to help animals or help children or seniors or anything like that, really try to focus on, when you're first getting started, try to focus on one thing and try to make an impact as big as they can on that that one thing because when you're first starting out especially maybe you're in college or maybe you've just gotten out of college and gotten your first job you're probably dependent on what you have done previously unless you come from a place where it's a multi-generational concept of being really involved and things like that uh typically you're going to be restricted by either money or time And I think that's a big thing that people think, oh, I don't have enough money to give to this organization or I don't have time to volunteer. If you've got money but no time, we see so many of these organizations really struggle to 
purchase things and fundraise for things and things like that. So that's a good one. You know, you may only say, gosh, I can only give 20 or $25 to a local organization. You know, that adds up over time, and that's an important thing. You know, as, as far as, you know, maybe you don't have the financial means to give, but maybe you've got four hours on a Saturday, and uh, the nonprofit you've chosen or something you're interested in says, hey, we need volunteers on this day to um, do this. I'd encourage anybody to go at least try it out. You'll meet people that have like-minded ideals for things, and you can make a positive impact on something that you're passionate about. And that's the uh, the thing that I think that those are two great ways to be involved. But to me, another great thing people can do is just promote things. Maybe you've got no time and no money. Maybe you're starting out. Maybe you're working a working a job to support your family, and maybe you see something on Facebook that a nonprofit or an organization's having a fundraiser or needing funds for something or has an event coming up, maybe you share that post on Facebook. Maybe you can't contribute to it, but maybe somebody you share it to can. And maybe that'll help bridge the gap between your people that follow you on social media and the nonprofit. Because the reach of a lot of times, small organizations on Facebook wouldn't be near as great if people didn't share their posts and things. So that's one thing I can really say. Just find something you're passionate about. And I think if you're willing to be passionate about it in a way that, you know, you want to help, I think those are three ways you can find things. On the the flip side of that, organizations really need to probably lay out better ways for people to get involved, not only at the leadership level, but what they need and things like that. I think there's probably a lot of people who are even maybe not that young that are out in the community who maybe have moved here and don't know anybody but would like to get involved but really don't know how. So educating people on what you do and I know in Kiwanis and several other organizations and I'll talk a little bit about them here later on in this podcast. Really the information that needs to be put out to even just educate people on what the club does or the organization does, that's a big thing because a lot of people just don't know. And I think that's the, people can't be involved if they don't know. And I think that from what I've seen, the majority of organizations I've been involved with are aging and there's really a need for younger, new perspective and people who can do some of the harder work, things like that. I know that's a a touchy thing in in any of the organizations. You you do need some younger members to do some of the stuff that unfortunately the older members can't do anymore, that they may be done for 30 or 40 years. So I would just encourage organizations, and we've we've really tried hard in in Kiwanis and from the board's directive and things to try to get younger people involved. And that is something that I really think to further the community is so important. I've not seen a ton of younger people roll through some of the organizations that I've been a part of. Um, I'm seeing it more and more now. That 30 is the uh, is the sweet spot of, of kind of age of involvement, but I think 25 and even younger because for a lot of people getting involved in civic organizations and things like that, it's not about business and it's not about networking, but anytime you're around a group of influential people in the community who are community-minded, the networking and meeting people is also very valuable. So you're not just giving the organization your time, you're also able to get a lot of things out of 
a variety of organizations to connect with people and really learn things about the community and, and even in some cases that could really lead to something great for you or your business or you further down the line. So I, I encourage people to get out and get involved and it may take a while to get involved but I, I don't think that sort of the theory that Rome wasn't built in a day <laughs> with anything it's a, a consistent grind to get involved with things and stay involved and not burn yourself out too quickly that's important too we see a lot of people get really involved early on and fall by the wayside and uh, the retention is important as well but as far as that goes i don't know as much about it but i think that the uh just i I would encourage anybody who's listening to this that's under 30 that's not involved in the community i think there's so many benefits to uh, you, as well as there's so many benefits to the organization that you choose, um, that I think that um, from several aspects you'd be, you know, um, it'd be a shame if you didn't try to get involved, really. Great. Share with us, Hugh, some of the other organizations that uh, you've been involved with and some of the things they do for our community. So, Shelly, I've been fortunate, ironically, Stephanie Linkus, who was president of Qantas at the time that when I was came on the board, she was also the director of the United Way of McMinn in Meigs County. She also got me on that board as well. That was probably, I would consider, my first real kind of nonprofit, not civic club involvement. I've been on that board close to six years now, and the United Way of McMinn and Meigs County does so many different things for so many different organizations. That's been really eye-opening to help learn about and see how things work. And, and honestly, it's so well run that it gives a good insight to how things should be done, and really it makes everything very professional which is nice and things like that. You get to see a lot of great presentations. You get to see where the money's going. You get to see how to fundraise and how that looks like because that's fundraising is a very important skill, and I think every organization wishes they fundraised better. Uh, you can hit your goal every year, but you want to go. You want to exceed your goal every year from a nonprofit standpoint. So that's been fantastic. I've been fortunate enough to be on the Cleveland State Alumni Council I've been doing that for five or six years, I'd say, down in for Cleveland State. Well, that's been good because that's not directly working with youth in the community, but you really get to connect with people who are out doing things and enjoy the community. And that's more in Bradley County, but it's shifting up this way a little bit too. And that's been great, a great group of people down there and really getting people involved back with the school has felt good doing things like that and giving back because Cleveland State's such a great resource for Bradley County and the surrounding areas. I've been really impressed with working with the people down there on the the staff and the faculty and that's been good. I was involved with the All McMinn Modern Professionals there for several years as a board member. Really enjoyed that. That has become more inactive. That was a professional group of people under 40 in business. That falls back in the line of, of me trying to help get younger people engaged. I thought that was a great cause. It had some great events. COVID was hard on a lot of organizations and unfortunately that's how, how things go. Most recently, 
I'm on the uh, the founding board of the Boys and Girls Club of McMinn County, operating in Etowah right now. We operated at Tennessee Wesleyan University this summer here in Athens. Uh, we've got some big things coming in the uh, the future for that. That's been great, Boys and Girls Club. Uh, my father's been involved with it for over 20 years in Monroe County. And also, when they did the Okoe region merger, he's been involved with the Okoe region. And uh, when that came here to McMinn County and there was rumblings of them starting to get a club in Etowah, I, I said, I need to be involved with this. My family's got long-standing ties to Etowah. have a lot of family members that live over there. My grandmother's family's originally from Etowah. And it really it felt like an underserved community. And it was good to see that there were a lot of people who thought the same way. And that's been a really great organization to be involved with. I can't say enough good things about the leadership and how it's run and how professional it is. And really just trying to give kids a chance in a better life. The programs, curriculums, the food that they're served, things like that. That really gives me a lot of hope that there's organizations out there that operate that way that really try to help kids at that age prepare for life because that's good and and uh, one of my more fun things I was involved with I was an assistant coach for the McMinn County boys soccer team back when I was uh, at Cleveland State and, and a year in the Westland did that for three years that was great because I've got a huge passion for soccer I played most of my life there up through high school and some intramurals after that and that was fun because I got to give back to my alma mater try to uh, give the kids a little bit more, not only teach them about soccer, but also teach them about what they can do when they go on to college and, or go on to pursue careers, try to help them be just better people in the long run, which that was great, but that was, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I've had several other small things I've been involved with around the community, but those are the highlights. And as you can see, a lot of that focuses around youth and things of that nature. And, and that's probably trying to help the next generation is where I guess the majority of my nonprofit experience lies. And I applaud you for that so much, Hugh, because serving the youth, that next generation, like you point out, and I recall while you were talking about Boys and Girls Club, how umpteen years ago people were looking for something that the youth could do. Maybe just a, like you say, gathering place, and they were trying to find some buildings and let them come under supervision for maybe some dances after ball games, things mm-hmm. like that. And it may have started a little bit and then faded, but the service to the youth that you're doing is absolutely marvelous. And and maybe I need you back at a future podcast to take that time to explain to me what soccer really is because I've watched, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've watched soccer TV and sports channels. My my daughter was, the youngest daughter was interested. She was a swimmer and McMahon tennis player, but she loved just watching soccer. And, and I kept saying, I don't understand. You got to tell me what this red card means and a yellow <laughs> card and why are they doing this? And then I watched these World Cup things and I'm serious. And I'm pretty good sports kind of guy. I actually had the good fortune to cover Lady Ball basketball for the DPA for years, and that was a real treat. But I'm thinking, boy, you talk about ignorance of a sport. And yet, <laughs> unless I'm mistaken, I think it's the 
world's most popular sport, is it not? I believe so. You know, it would probably be hard unless you just look at pure TV viewership. But I would say it's likely the sport in the most countries. Yeah. So I, I would say that you could probably take a soccer ball to any part of the world and they would they would know how to play it yeah. to an extent. So I, think it's um, I would say that's probably accurate. And, and a very healthy one at that when you look at people that, that play and stay in good shape. But, no, that's awesome that you got to do that. Now, what do you see, Hugh, as perhaps as you've looked at it and you've served in so many uh, capacities, Share with our listeners what you, as a community citizen, not just a young person, see as our needs locally in Athens and McMahon County. I'm sure you've evaluated this through this service, but what do you really see some big needs in the next few years for us? As far as the big needs that I've seen relating to this, a lot of it revolves around child care. Um, things like that. Just giving people safe places between school hours, have their, uh, you know, drop their children off, things like that. The YMCA does a great job with that. I believe they've got an early learning center they're also working on as well. And, uh, you know, from a community standpoint, I think that from that side of things on the nonprofit, as far as getting kids that go off to school to come back, I think we probably need some more amenities and things like that to retain people. I I think that this is such a great place to live for cost of living and things of that. And there's some great opportunities here, really, for people. But I think Athens sometimes has a hard time being between Cleveland and Lenore City and Knoxville and Chattanooga because... People, really, they'll go off to school, they'll enjoy that, and they'll get used to all the amenities here, and or, or there, I should say. And really, that kind of, in some ways, limits their wants to come back to where they're from. I think that we've got a good group of people here getting involved and doing things like that. But I'd like to see a good drawback for people who go over... Uh, to the larger universities and things like that. to really want them to come back to the community and do that. And as far as that answer goes, I'm, I'm not sure. That's just a thing that I think that Athens and Mittman County and a lot of smaller communities have dealt with for a long time, You're trying to get a lot of the youth to come back and live in the same place they were born and things like that. But I think that we've got a lot of positive things on the horizon for Athens. We're seeing some growth. I think East Tennessee and even really Tennessee as a whole, we're seeing a lot of people moving in from other places. So that's got some some unique opportunities and probably challenges and things like that. But I, I think that from a community standpoint, the, the child care deal and there are a lot of other things we need. Uh, but I, I think from my standpoint, that's a big one. It seems like We've got more families who need monetary assistance, things like that. There are a lot of great programs around here that, that help with that. Utility bills, food, things like that. Got a lot of good local food banks and things like that. But I think, too, just giving people stuff to to do and get excited about and be involved in the community, I think just getting out there what we already have would solve a lot of that. And like I said, I, I can't, I don't know how to solve some of these problems, but... I think that 
Athens is and McMinn County is a place that has so many great opportunities and uh, hidden gems and things like that. I think it's just we got to get it out there to the people to see it and and get more involved with it. That's a great point, and that goes back to your comment about uh, education and marketing, and and there's no harm in marketing uh, a community, and and you're doing it extremely well. And if we had a whole scat of Hugh Wilsons around, that might change. I don't blow smoke. I'm just proud to to know you from birth on up. And I look at this and I think, wow, this is great service. But any other comments you want to give to the listeners as we wrap it up? I, I appreciate the, the praise, but I'm just so fortunate to be standing really on the shoulders of such a long line of uh, family members and, and community people and things like that who have really been so involved and so interested and, and so really just that care about the community that I feel in a lot of ways that I just don't want to let those people down. I want to continue what they started and really work on trying to make uh, a great place even greater. And I'll keep doing that for as long as I can. And like I said, I encourage anybody to get involved that's young or old. But I think that the next generation of really community leaders is out there waiting in the wings. And I think that just get involved as early as you can and that's the way you've got the biggest impact over your lifetime the earlier you start the easier it gets and the faster you can get to the point where you want to get to and you meet a lot of great people out here volunteering with organizations and and civic clubs we've got a couple of really good ones in town but there's a lot of great people that you can get you can meet and network with and get involved with and the opportunities I think are out there. It's just trying to get people to uh, to take them and really get people excited about giving back and interested. And I appreciate uh, what you're doing with this podcast, educating people about the local area as well as other great topics. And we'll just uh, keep doing what we can do and try to get as many people involved as we can. That's excellent. I'm just tickled you were with me on the program today. And folks, if you have questions, as I say, you can send them to me, email them to shellgriff at gmail.com, S-H-E-L-G-R-I-F, gmail.com. I can get back with you and get answers for you. And I look forward to having you on a program down the line again as we share some of these other ideas and they develop. And thanks for being the legacy that you are and the, the great motivator for so many of these things. It's awesome. And folks, as I say each and every time, I hope you all have a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you a little further up the road.